Real Whiskey Real presents Judgment Day. Listener discretion is advised. The podcast that you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed are merely for comedy purposes. This is your Judgment Day. We all go a little mad sometimes. What an excellent day for an exorcism. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Friends, welcome to Judgment Day. In this podcast, I invite one of my loveliest friends to inform them that today is, in fact, the end of times. They've shuffled off this mortal coil, and it's up to me to decide whether or not they ascend to paradise or bathe in a lake of fire. What no one knew is that God is actually a total cinephile, and I, Bobbeth Van Noys, have been chosen to ask a series of 12 questions about the movies that meant the most to them. Their taste in film will be the ultimate test determining their fate. You guys have arrived on a very special day. I have a really good acquaintance, quickly becoming friends, I think. I think so. I think so. Um, Mr. Chris Engel. Hey, everybody. I'm going to call you Angle. So I'm going to ask you to put that close to your face. Right here? Yeah. You know, it'll be right about there. Yeah. Just so we're on the same. Yeah. I like Kind it. of thing. Chris, how did this happen? What brings you to Judgment Day, sir? So I didn't even realize that the show was called Judgment Day. Oh, uh, that's fine. Until right now, which is going to make one of my very last questions. Oh. Uh, Pretty much perfect for I'm this excited. fucking show. No spoilers. Uh, you know, I, I moved it. to Durango four months ago and uh, started going to Second Deli. Uh, and we have a similar schedule. We do. And found myself sitting next to you on more than one occasion. And <laughs> I believe uh, when we exchanged numbers, I was a little inebriated and, and gave you the wrong phone number. You did indeed. Uh, yeah, I was so- texting <laughs> the ether <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we finally figured it out. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. And we ended up, I think the first film we ever talked about, we bonded over vengeance. I had just seen vengeance in theaters Yeah, and w- asked about your podcast. You're like, it's about films. I was like, dude, I just saw a really good f- movie. BJ Novak crushed it. His Killed first, it. first film wrote directed and starred in it um, he's an auteur he is he's yeah. he's good man like i've yeah. i always i didn't watch the office a lot but he was the person who stuck out the most to me in it and not only that he was actually one of the creative voices behind that show i mean he directed a few episodes he wrote i think the majority and he ended up becoming office. executive producer for like 100%. the last half of it or something like that yeah yeah um but yeah, man, that's why I'm here. Vengeance uh, was a great movie, if you haven't seen it. It is about podcasters, which is kind of funny. It is. But they hit all the right notes. Yeah. Um, it was a really good examination of, like, Texas lifestyle. I think without being over-the-top, like, stereotypical. Yeah, It exactly. starts off like that, and then you realize, no, you're actually dealing with real people. Yeah, and what I liked about the most is it plays on all of our judgments that we're not even aware of, yeah. and then... At the end, they flip all of them around, and you're like, oh, shit, like, I'm an asshole, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, love that film. Um, tell me a little bit about your background. So, super nomadic. My family moved us around all over the country, not in the military, um, but just my dad's a businessman. Um, and when I left the house, um, I went to film school uh, at San Diego State, and then 
went to LA and basically just started working on films, television shows, right. um, got into the, took me a while, it was 2008, right? So right. the shit had hit the fan financially oh, yeah. for the whole country. Uh, I was literally hustling um, wealthy foreigners who had traveled to LA to make their, their indie film. And <laughs> I, would, I would shoot or light it or, and you had to pay me cash at the end of the day or else I wouldn't show up again. Because uh, I'd been burned on my first oh, yeah. set, uh, and I hustled that, and then got my start. My my first like legit job was uh, working on the Avengers, the the original Avengers, right? Got uh, to, Joss Whedon. Yeah, my friend lied. They're like, we're looking for a VFX production assistant who's really good with technology. I couldn't even like get the internet on a computer, um, and he lied and was like, you better fucking figure it out. And <laughs> kind of started my whole career, and, and now right. I'm a. Uh, design and animation producer. So I make uh, uh, like TV shows, a lot of commercials. My most recent thing was doing all the animation uh, for the marketing of Fortnite. So so in-game stuff, all the trailers, um, all the still images. Like if you go and buy stuff on their um, marketplace, I used to produce all that. That's cool. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, Uh, you got some bona fides. Uh, I don't even know what bona fide means. You, <laughs> you have street cred. Got it. When okay. it comes to film, which sure. is yeah, yeah worked on a bunch of films. I got to work with Nolan, which was like yeah. amazing. Bale, um, obviously Whedon. Um, yeah, it, it's been super fun. That's great. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, now I'm in Durango, Colorado. You know, I know, you right? Thought so yeah. <laughs> on my shitty mm-hmm. podcast. No, this is, this is <laughs> it's my first podcast. I'm very excited. I love it. I love it. Um, so on this podcast, we talk about things that are dark and grim. Um, it, death is a big overarching mm-hmm. thing. I, are you afraid of death? What do you do? You think about it? I think about death all the time. Oh, yeah, okay. in a really positive way, though. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So one, I ride motorcycles. Uh, I've been riding now for fifteen years, and you know, every time you you get on the bike, you have a conversation like, "Is it, is it our day today?" Yeah. Uh, when I first started off, half the time was like, "Nope, not getting on it," and now like, rarely. But sometimes I'm like, "Oh, like I shouldn't get on the bike today." You know, the body is like. Like we're probably gonna die if we get on that. So I, I think about it all the time. Plus, when you ride a motorcycle, everyone's always like, "Yo, like you're all the people that I know who died on a motorcycle." And yeah. I, I think that's you know for all of you out there, you know, it's a little bit rude. You know, like if you tell me you play volleyball, I'm not gonna tell you about all the people who got cancer that I know who used to play volleyball. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's um, weird. Yeah, death. I'm all about it. I'm not afraid to die. Uh, I had a lot of, I had a handful of family members die in the pandemic. My grandmother was one of them. Right. Um, and this is crazy. I never like read about any of this. Uh, but the day she died, um, I was the only one in the family who was not mourning. I was actually like joyful for her. Her name was Ernestine Haywood. Um, uh-huh. And yet, yeah, um, and you know, I'm okay saying this to the public. Uh, she actually let me know that she was going to this other rad place sure. uh, and that I was going to go there when I pass. And so now I'm like, either way, you know, not afraid to die. Don't want to die in an airplane going down with everyone screaming. I'd rather be on a motorcycle, smiling, get hit by a truck, disintegrated. And then, and then wrap find, it up. And then find grandma in like the 11th dimension. So, yeah, that's, 
really beautiful. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, this is brand new. She passed in July. And I've actually been talking about death a ton recently. Uh, the Durango folk like to stay up late at night and hang out. And usually we end up yeah. coming back to the death thing and while we're gambling with dice. So, yeah. yeah. Which I'm fond of. Oh, <laughs> Which I don't know with. if we've talked about. I actually that, have but, uh, dice with I me. Am a, I am a pretty hardcore. Uh, 424 is my jam. Um, Ship Captain Crew is. Very similar game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we play a version called the Tavern version of Ship Captain Crew. And uh, yeah, we play it all the time on a weekly basis. Dude, hit me up, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love dice. I love dice. It's visceral. It's a visceral experience. I play craps when I. I have to be taught how to play craps every time I play it. Same. I cannot imprint the rules to that fucking game. There's like 12 different rules. I know. Yeah. And like Ship Captain Crew is the same way. Like we have all different variations. The thing is with Ship Captain Crew or 1424, you're not going to lose like like 20 grand. Oh, no, no, no. You know what I mean? A bad night, you tank like 50 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and if you walk out, you walk out with 60 or 70 bucks. Yeah. Which That's is about. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Pays for your beers for the night, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Um, another thing we deal with is life. Life. And because this is Judgment Day, life you're death. basically defending your oh, life. I'm starting to understand the theme here now. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Okay. I, I am the decider. Okay. So um, how do you feel about your life? Do you think you're a good person? I do. I I can look you in the eye and say it. Yeah. Well, I I have no problem like robbing a bank. Sure. Right. I also like want to make sure I'm taking care of my fellow man. Um, like love people. I'm a producer, right? Yeah. So I'll, I manage people. I have to take people's visions and then see how all the parts are going to work. Hire an entire team, nurture them, take care of them, protect them. And then, like, get everything done. Like, I love, I love people. Oh, I like My that. life is good. You know, I moving to Durango was intentional. I realized I could work, you know, the silver lining from the pandemic. I can produce remotely now. And um, I was like, where do I want to be? Like, where's my favorite place? And it's definitely Durango right now. I like that. Um, and I moved here. The people here are amazing. Everybody here is accountable. Living in a small town with progressive ideas Everyone's accountable. You in a big city, you you go out and you're consuming the city. In a small town, when you go out, you're part of you're part of the event. You Absolutely. have to you have to right. And I, I feel like with this town, like if you can't hang, no one's gonna be mean, but you're just not gonna get invited to anything, right? Just wait um, for snow down. So I got to go last or this year. I got to go. That was your first one. That was my first one. I didn't sleep for two days. And you know what's funny? I <laughs> that was the first snow down I haven't done. It was like the first post COVID snowdown. And I was like, fuck, man, I don't know. I don't even know if I have the energy. How did we amongst the people? How do we all not get COVID? That was the shocker. I was like, I was like super spreader event for sure. Somehow I walked out. Uh, Also, shout out to Zach at Channel 37. He threw amazing parties. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He had a death metal band with knights fighting with swords. It was incredible. Yes. Well, that sounds like the night of my life. Yeah, it was very, it was. Yeah, it was, I'm a metalhead. I don't know if you know this yeah, about I, me. Yeah, I could tell by the intro. Yeah, I, I, I do indulge in mm-hmm. some, some darker metal things. What is, if you had to pinpoint one thing, and I don't want you to incriminate yourself in anything that could be, you know, lead to litigation, but 
What is the mean? worst worst thing you've Chris ever Engel's done? Chris Engel's not even my real name. Yeah, I know, right. So, so um, witness protection. Worst thing I so well, funny joke about witness protection. What is the thing when you're in the shower that you think about and you scream because <laughs> you scream it out of your brain? Can it be the gnarliest thing? Yeah. So I have run somebody over. Whoa. Yeah. Living in Baltimore, so I've lived in a lot. Okay. Of, I've lived in a lot of cities, born yeah. and raised in cities, right? Um, and I'm a very curious person and I have a lot of different friends. And, um, I found myself, I think it was like past midnight. I was 17 years old picking up my friend, Johnny and Gabe. I'm not, if you guys hear this, which I doubt you will, you guys are going (laughs) to fucking love this. I'm still alive. Motherfuckers. Uh, so, so anyway, Gabe's in my car picking up Johnny we're going to go and get super high, right? Uh, sure. So we're in Baltimore. And uh, we we go down to Johnny's apartment building. We're waiting on Johnny. And this gang of like, I thought they were 30 at the time. They were I was only 17, so they were probably like in their mid-20s or something. Gotcha. But they were huge. It was like, there was like 10 of them all hanging out, super fucked up. Um, they realize we have weed, right? Because we reek of it. Like we'd just been like, smoking blunts in the car on the way there. Um, and so, you know, these guys surround us and they're like, yo, you guys got weed. And obviously we're like, no, we don't even know what you're talking about. Like we, my eyes are blazed. Like I look oh, fucking high fuck. shit. And they're like, yo, let's get some of that weed. And we're like, no, 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 like we're good. Um, they start to get violent with us. Um, yeah. So the problem is it's a one way road. I'm facing a dead end and I'm in a, I'm in my older sister's car that was passed on to me a, two-door Plymouth neon that's purple and it's stick shift and I'm like I'm like so they open up the passenger side door where Gabe is Johnny gets in the car and I remember looking at Johnny being like why the fuck did you just like get in the car and like enter the situation like we're all about to get our asses kicked you know um and so like I like close my door I lock it we're surrounded by all these dudes the one guy he opens up they know it's a one-way street so like I can't go anywhere. And the dead end is like 50 yards ahead of me. So they open up the passenger side door. And this one dude, he already has a broken arm and he's huge. And he like opens up the door and stands in front of it. So like we can't go backwards. Right. And he starts punching Gabe. He's like, give us your weed, give us your weed. And we're freaked out. And behind me, a car passes by and everybody looks up and I just say, here we go. And I pop it into reverse floor it backwards. Dude gets caught in the, car and gets sucked under and we go over his body for real and then we get to we get to so i'm in a little neon it's like you know we're going like 20 miles an hour in reverse like yeah and like we get to the street where i can like turn around and get the fuck out of there and of course it won't go into first it won't go into first and so then we have literally all like a movie we have all these dudes jumping on the car bottles are smashing against everything i'm like i finally get into first we're like floor it the fuck out of there like we're peeling out like dudes are like falling off the windshield and like oh my god we get back to gabe's house it's like we're fucking freaked out i like literally hide my car it's a purple fucking neon you know it's like there's not many of those around you know i'm like freaking out so go home just wait all day in front of the news on the on the TV, yeah. in the newspaper, looking online, like, you know, did anybody die recently? Like, like, what's up? Oh so, my god! So, you know, that was that was Friday night, right? 
So all weekend, you know, my dad is like, yo, what happened to the car? Like, why is it all fucked up? And I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like we went to a party and then we got back. I don't know if like someone's angry with me. Like I just made up this thing. Like, you know, uh, next, you know, so no one's dead. We don't find anything. So we go to school. Johnny and Gabe are fucking brothers. Nobody, including myself, ever told anybody about it. All like the rest of my high school career, everybody be like, so like, do you run somebody over? Like we heard like you ran somebody over. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking no, about. No They're like, we heard our purple no. neon. So anyway, probably the shadiest thing I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it. I'm glad the dude, I don't did. feel bad about it. Glad That's the guy didn't die. The guy was trying to, uh, assault you. Yeah. I remember even my high school sweetheart, we dated for so long. And one time she was like, seriously, you know, we just like had sex. We're like having like pillow talk. And she's like, seriously, like, did you run somebody over? <laughs> Um, how does that make you feel before I answer that question? <laughs> it makes me feel like don't fuck with me. You know, I'm a nice guy. I love everybody. Yeah, but like but put me in a corner and you're going to go down. That's kind of the way I will yeah. run you over in a Dodge Plymouth Coupe Neon. That's purple. <laughs> it's gonna get oh, I, and I got it painted afterwards. Uh, I, oh, good yeah, call. Good I, call. I, I like a little lawn mowing business. So I got it painted gray. Kind of a uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, straight kind of up. Style. was like, my parents were like, why are you getting a painting? I'm like, I'm like, you know, it was like, uh, I don't know. Like the next week I got a painting. I was yeah. like, I'm DNA. Like, I don't know. There's a, you know, a purple neon ran over this dude and we heard it was you. And I'm like, I'm like, my neon's gray. Like, I don't know what the fuck yeah. you're talking about. Just primer gray. Uh-huh. Chris Angle, murderer. <laughs> Not <laughs> I know, yet. I know, I know, I know. Um, all right, let's start this. Let's so. Do it. Question the first. Mm-hmm. What is the first film that you remember seeing? So I got lucky. As I told you, very nomadic family. We moved all over. Uh, the one thing we always had when we got to a new town was the movie theater. So my family is like, and it's cheap. When we were young, right, oh. it was like $5, $6 a ticket. It's yeah. not this $12, $15 shit. Right. Uh, Willow. Mm. Ron Howard's first epic. Yeah. Uh, I would venture to say Val Kilmer's best role he's ever played. Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan, the best sort. Dude, props to you, man. <laughs> I get why you have this podcast now. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Know. Mad Mardigan, the reveal of that character alone. Oh, they find the, him in, in the, the cage, cage yeah. rotting to his death, and he talks his way out of With it. With rancid yes. teeth. And, yeah. Oh, dude, I fucking love that movie. Also, what's her face? Joanne Wally. Yeah, super hot. Uh, they ended up getting married and having kids the together. future Joanne Wally Comer. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I remember even when I was little, I remember the sword that she had with like the weird like teeth oh, on yeah. it. Uh, dude, like, love that motherfucking film. Um, that was, she her character in particular was ahead of its time. Oh, the badass yeah. sword and yeah. s- sword in the stone yeah. like knight chick. Well, and also she that was film awesome. was ahead of its time because the way he is dressed up as a woman in a horror house later in the film, hundred percent drinks the love potion and falls in love. With, like I loved the way they played with the gender and and you know love that goddamn movie. And that was George so, Lucas that was behind the writing was. of that. Yeah. He was. And also the producing, right? Because like the dragons at the end. So George Lucas and one of the original X-Men authors, Chris Claremont, the creator of the X-Men. I, I think I'm learning new things yeah, today. Chris Claremont wrote the X-Men comics for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Okay. Um they collaborated on an entire series of novels based on the Willow universe. Okay. And 
I don't know how successful it was. I think I read the first one or whatever. It was called like First Moon or something like that. But well, they, and they brought Willow back, and they're and, bringing Willow yeah. back here this next month. I think it's fucked up. That I want to know. Did they ask? Did they? Yeah, of course. Did they ask? Uh, Vel Kilmer to be in it or did they exclude him because he doesn't have a voice and that's bullshit because you could easily and he's such a good actor yeah. you could easily have him in it as like a Jedi like swordsman character yeah, he can act with not. his eyes and his body he's so good I want to know did they fucking at least ask him did he get right of first refusal because if they didn't that is a tragedy and there might be that reveal we don't know we gotta find out yeah do you have... I'm excited about it. When was the last time you talked with Val? Has it been like a couple weeks or... I oh, me and Val? I, I haven't checked in in a while. I haven't checked in with yeah. him. Yeah. Ever since Maverick. I'm um, such assholes. Letting him lay low. <laughs> I So again, I told you I was doing this questionnaire at 2, maybe 3 a.m. this morning. And um, I went to sleep for a little bit, took a little nap. And then I called my mom because she had sent me a text being like, you haven't... Yeah, I'm worried you haven't reached out in a couple weeks. And I'm, I'm literally going to see them next week. Um, anyway, so I called my mom like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, Hey, uh, there's something I need to ask you. I'm like, how old was I when you took me to Willow? And she was like, you were four years old Four. and I, uh, they, I had my own seat, but I was so excited. I kept jumping up and like, like falling on the people in front of us and like almost hurting myself. And so my mom had me on her lap and I clearly remember being on her lap and like people hushing us. And then I was so loud, like I was like cheering. And then everybody in the audience started laughing because I was like, yeah, like, get it. Like, <laughs> ah! um, and my parents were like, we are so sorry, but like, we're not going to ask him to be quiet. Like, no. this is his first movie theater experience. The dude is losing it. Um, let him, let and, him rip. And it was the cool thing that my parents did when I was little. I'm the youngest kid. Never know what's going on. I never asked any questions. So when the family would be like, we're going to go to the movies, normal people would be like, what are we going to go see? I'd just be like, cool. And then we'd end up there and the movie would start. I have zero idea what we're seeing. And I'd be like, what the fuck? You know, and um, so, yeah, now I take people for surprise films so they can have that same experience. That moment of wonder. And when it starts, you're like, what? Like when you have zero idea what you're going to watch and you're in a movie theater. It's a great, great thing. It's it's like a visceral experience. It's like jumping out of a fucking plane or something. <laughs> All right, we've got it. We can't spend Sorry. we can't spend thirty minutes I'm on chatty, every question. No, it's okay. Sorry. I love it. Actually, we're getting some amazing content. But Chris Angle, question yes. the second: What is the movie that scared you the most? And, and first of all, are you are you do you like being scared? Do you like horror as a genre? My, my res- I already had my response. Okay, I love being scared. <sighs> so, motorcyclist, climber. Um, the reason I do those things is. People are like, that's horrifying. And I'm like, yeah, that's the fucking point. Yeah. I like to get close to that thing. Mm-hmm. I like it when a motorcycle gives me a different horror. Climbing gives me a totally, they're like spectrums. Sometimes when I'm climbing, I'm not afraid of heights, but sometimes when I'm climbing and I'm on the edge and I'm going to fall like 10 meters, right? If I like fuck up, um, literal, literally my it's the fear where your testicles pull up yeah. and like they hurt and you're like, and that's, and it makes you want to cry. And I fucking love that. Like being on that edge. I love it. So this was the easiest goddamn question oh. that you posed in this. Okay. I know my number one 
I would also love it if I could also say my number yeah, two. Yeah, give me an honorable Number mention. one, dude, didn't have to think immediately. Event Horizon. Oh. Scared the, still to this day when I watch it, it fucking terrifies me. I love that. I have a, I have a fear of deep space. Okay. I'm entranced by it. I, I used to think I wanted to go there. I don't think I do anymore. No. Um, it is horrifying what becomes of humans in a vacuum of nothing. Yeah. And event horizon <laughs> like fucking takes you there. And like, don't get me wrong, I know it can get a little cheesy when they're like, it went to hell. Right. Yeah. But like, but like still, like, if you can like let that go. It's kind of a that hell is ra- a hellraiser in space kind of vibe to it. See, I never saw it like that. Like for me, it's like they went out in space, they get the isn't this is always how like the best space movies work. Oh, wait a minute. Hey guys, I'm picking up a signal. Oh my gosh, it's an emergency yeah. beacon. We should should we go rescue them or shall we stay on our mission? And then everybody has to decide. And that's the part that scares me the most is when a group of people, humans, and we're not a great species. Let's be no. fucking honest. We're not amazing. We're not. No, we're not. Like, and we don't make great decisions in groups. Never. <laughs> um, so that's the thing that horrifies me the most is when a group of humans who mean well, who have like a mission or an ideal get pushed into a corner and then have to make a fucking decision about what to do. That's the horror. Oh yeah. That's the shit that I love. That scares me. Event horizon still this day scares the fuck out of me. Also production design and most event horizon, the audio people, the audio. Oh yeah. You can listen to that film without even watching it. Just listen to it. It is horrifying. Yeah. It is horrifying. Um, same thing, like like they, you know what film that I really love that paid homage to to Event Horizon, and just a minuscule Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Uh, yes, yeah. They paid homage to it. They and it was like um, I'm getting chills down my spine. Can you feel it, dude? Like yeah. like, dude, that film. I fucking love that film for so many reasons. We won't get into it. Um, Sunshine's in my right. Yeah. Right it's in my pantheon. You know, I remember when I so I underrated. Think, so I think that film totally. I think that film came out when I was in college. I saw the trailer because mm-hmm. we had TV for a bit. Then it was right before I cut the cord, and I remember seeing the trailer and being like, "Fuck you!" Like the trailers were so bad for that movie. They they the trailers did not even describe yeah. what the film was. They was didn't like, know how to market was, that movie. No. And then when I and then I and then a good friend of mine who he used to edit all my films. He's the one who actually got me to Marvel. Uh, Robin Boudet, if you're out there, listen to this. Hello. Um, he he was like, yo, he's like, I think you're going to fucking like this film. Yeah. And I was like, ah, like I saw it. He's like, no, no, it's not what you think it is, dude. And he like, he was cool. He would, he's the kind of guy who would like sit you down and be like, yo, we're watching this. And you'd be like, no, no, he's like, no, no, motherfucker. Like we're watching it. We're watching this. And I watched it and I was like, God damn. And then I was like, I looked at him. It was like Event Horizon. He was like. You talk about Event Horizon all the time. That's why I wanted you to fucking watch this film. Right, uh, right. Okay. Other one? Uh, honorable mention. Other one? So, just so close, but not quite Event Horizon, but so close. Most stressed out I've ever been in a film. And obviously, I love adrenaline. I like to get stressed out. Green Room. Oh, that. Okay. That is a fucking great Green answer. Room. I like uh, both I, those I answers, but Room. I think Green Room is horrifying. I watch it quarterly. I watch it quarterly. I know it. I know it. I don't. Well, the first time I watched Green Room was by myself. I know it. 
I will not watch Green Room with any other human in the room. I need to be alone. I don't want anybody around. And know what? I watch it during the day. I don't even watch it at night. I, I watch it during the fucking day. That movie is still to this day horrifying. Even though I know it's going to happen. Yeah. And I pick something up new every fucking time I watch it. That director, Blue Ruin. Yeah. What a breakout film Blue that Ruin was. was a also, great film. love that he always has the same actor playing certain roles. Yeah. In every, right? And, dude, like, that the, was one the of, casting in Green Room was is that so one of, ballsy. Wasn't that so one of ballsy. Yelchin's last films? It wasn't his last one. It was his second. It was one of us, right? No, I think it was actually... I always think it's his second last film. I think it was his third last film. Okay. So there was a film that came out posthumously. Yes, I so recall. I which love, I haven't seen. So I love Green Room so much oh, that when I'm... Dogs. One of my best... Oh, fuck you. One of my best friends in the world, Pete Beck, if you're listening, love you. Um, Pete Beck calls me up. And I was like, hey, man. He's like, I got some news. I was like, what's up? And he was like, he's like, hey, like, Yelchin uh, died yesterday. I was like, what? Yeah. And he knows, like, so I always liked Yelchin. We all saw Charlie Bartlett. And, oh, we're, yeah. and we're all like, this guy's cool. You know yeah. what I mean? And then we saw, obviously, the first Star Trek. The Star Trek, J.J. Yeah. Abrams, right? Yep. The first one was uh, fucking incredible. And know what? Yelchin kind of stole the fucking show. Stole the show. Yeah. He and Carl Urban he stole had, that movie. Yes. Well, obviously, Carl Urban. I mean, that's a... Right? Like That's a given. Yeah. Green Room had some of the same bones as like some like early Toby Hooper kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. Toby Hooper was famous it's for It's a saying, 90s like, film that was made in the 2000s. Right. Right? And his whole thing was like, well, I'm not afraid of the boogeyman. I'm afraid of my next door neighbor. I'm afraid of people. People scare me. Well, and a, Green Room is about walking into the wrong situation with the wrong people. Well, isn't Green Room like one of the most American films you've ever Unbelievable. seen? Unbelievable. Ever seen? Unbelievable. America's I I'm American, right? Like you're American. Yeah. I think you are, at least. Um yeah. and it's being being in America, uh, as each day goes by is a little bit more gnarly than the last. Yeah. Like, and I have, as somebody who's moves around quite, I mean, I, I told you all, everyone who's listening, I ran somebody over, right? Like you guys know, like I've been a lot of like, I mean, that's not, that's probably the craziest thing, but I've been in a lot of like weird shit, you know, especially when you're poor, when you're poor, you, you get yourself into situations that are hard. And like that film the first scene is them siphoning gas because they can't afford, right? Just to get to the gig. Just, well, but, and so like rich people, I imagine they watch Green Room and they're like, I don't get it. You know, if anybody who's like been there, um, I I thought it was the most brilliant way to open a film. Be like, this is who these people are. They are fucking poor. And like you, you have to do shit that you're not proud of when you're poor. And you also have to like go through stuff like you don't want to go through because you're like, like you have a mission though, right? Like they had a mission. So going back to the event horizon thing, same thing with green room, right? A group of people trapped in a corner. They all have to like figure out how the fuck are we going to get out of this? Make choices. And, and I am a huge, huge fan of thrillers that take place in one location. One location. A and I don't need it to be minute by minute. I kind of hate those films, but I don't mind a film that takes place in two days. No, I don't either. You know, I a lot of times, like if I want if I want to be horrified, usually it's when it takes place in like one day, a couple hours maybe, yeah. and it like pushes you to that point of like 
Because then, you, like, nobody wants to hurt anybody, right? But but when you get put in that position where you're like, okay, I'm gonna have to like kill somebody like to save my life, <laughs> right. that fucking sucks. That you sucks. know what I mean? And you it's also a bad time. Also, as creatives, you gotta get fucking creative if you want to survive, dude. That film, I could talk about it all day. We're not going to. No, it's fine. Um, and in fact, I love Event Horizon, but I think I'm gonna accept Green Room as your answer because, and James much Cameron. like life, Green Room, you just end up surrounded by Nazis sometimes. Which seems to be more and more of a theme in our I, country. I have had a recurring nightmare where I am. So I have recurring locations in my dreams. One of them is a shopping mall. And it's the mall that I grew up in when I was in high school. The Columbia Mall. And anytime I, I like realize I'm in the mall, I'm like, oh God. And like it's horrible, horrible nightmares. One of which I had to fight Nazis in the mall. Uh-huh. And... And like people are coming out of the stores, like remember the bookstores that used to be in the malls? Oh yeah, and I like Walden Books. Yes, Walden Books. Thank you. Yeah, yeah the dude from Walden Books comes out with a shotgun, gives me a fucking pistol, and was like, I like like man up. And I could hear the Nazis. I could Nazis hear like, are coming. The German voices, and I just remember being like so terrified. I it's become anyway. very salient lately. Ugh. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Chris Angle. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm chatty. No, it's good. We're getting great content. Question of the third, my friend. What so-called bad movie... Uh, this is one of my favorite questions. What so-called bad this movie... Hardest, this is the hardest fucking question. Do you absolutely love? Not a critical darling, but you think those people are fucking mad. Hardest question on the list, hands down. Oh, okay. I, I came... So I skipped it initially and went through the rest of the list. Okay. And I literally rewrote this so many times, and this is... Um, so hardest question on the list. Um, I came, I skipped it initially. Okay. Cause I was like, fuck you. Like, are you kidding me? And then even like, I came back to this like five times and rewrote it. And <laughs> this is where I ended up. Even on my way walking over here, I realized, and also like, God bless you, by the way, for like a movie lover to like get this list of questions mm-hmm. and have accountability being like, no, like. I want to know what's up, dude. It it made me go deep into the moviness, which Good. is my mind. And I, one, I love you. I love cinephiles. I love cinephiles. Uh, it's culture. Yeah. You know, little did I know that all the movies I watched would pay off as a producer. I can't tell you like how many meetings I'm in on a regular basis. And they're like, no, it's like the shot from Goonies where they're playing the piano and like the little Chinese boy like falls down and yeah. and oh, it's like it. it's like oh got yeah it. yeah yeah so yeah. we'll be looking down and, and like yeah 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 and like or or um, do you guys remember the like third shot from the second Mad Max movie? It's like oh actually I do and like little did I know like like we have developed a language language yeah. And a lot of people would be like, oh, like, it's dumb. I don't look at anybody else who's a nerd and is like, that's stupid. Never, ever. I'm always like, teach me. Show me the way. You know, and media, what I learned through all this is like, I'm an audiophile. Um, It wasn't the visuals. It was the audio the whole time. Yeah, Yeah, like, I'm obsessed with audio. Anyway, getting back to this question, uh, I could give you like 50 films. I I brought it down to three. Is that cool? That's fine. And so I actually have a little thing for you that I wrote. So it's a three-way tie, Bobby, but with themes. Do you want to know the themes before I tell you my most beloved dumb films, or do you want me, or do you want to figure it out for yourself? Let's do the films first. Okay, cool. Okay, 
So I'm just going to say, guys, all right, I, I will admit on the way over here, there's a fourth I'd love to sneak in, um, but it doesn't meet up with the film, with the themes. So speed, point break, strange days. Oh, what, the, what are the themes? The themes between those three films. Mm-hmm. They don't hold out uh, amongst all three, but um, there are two themes that hold out. Speed, among- point break. What was the third? Strange days. And strange days. Ooh. Two things. Not across all three. Okay. But um, two. F- there are two films in each of the two themes that are connected. I don't know if I'm going to be able to tie this knot. No, 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 dude, you got it. I believe in you. I don't know if I can square this circle. Here, hold, hold my hand real quick. <laughs> Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. You got it. You got it. So just think. Just think. Just think real quick. Point break and speed. You got it. Well, point break and speed. What's the obvious answer? Oh, the obvious answer is Keanu Reeves. Okay, cool. So you got it. Point break and strange days. What is it? Oh, you got Juliet Lewis Hello. and Catherine Bigelow. She's the director. Oh, that's fuck. That's right. Catherine Bigelow directed Point Break and fucking Strange Days. Catherine Bigelow, hands down. Until Nolan did the Batman's mm-hmm. favorite action director. Can you name the first film you saw directed by Catherine Bigelow while she was with James Cameron? It's a horror movie. Came out the same year as The Lost Boys. No, not at all. It's called. So New the York- first film I ever saw by her, by the way, is Point Break. I saw oh, it. Oh, so this and came I was out like, prior I, to Point Break. I was like, Break. what the fuck? And it was because my parents had Showtime. Yeah. And I was like, this movie is amazing. I, I remember when I was little, I was like, this is a long film. And then at the end, though, when Patrick Swayze... The the FBI comes for him. He's like, he's like, this is the final wave, and it's like an insane yeah. wave. And Keanu Reeves like just lets him go and watches him. the friendship. Yeah, like still to this day, like I I remember I was little. I was like nine maybe. Yeah, nine years old, and uh, I remember being like, I can't put it into words. And I still can't, but like, that's what it's like to be a man. Like your friendships with men, like that's. That that is that is it. Like yeah. like even if you hate each other or you guys have problems, there's still like the men. We have a thing where we're like, you're a man, I'm yeah. a man. We have like the same crazy chemical going through our body. Like yeah. like I fucking love you, and like you're an insane person, and I would never let you like around my family. But I still kind of love you. You know what I mean? It's that old. And Catherine, how did Catherine Bigelow get it? How does she get it? I love Catherine Bigelow. She's what, always been put in that position. She's been given like. Well, she's dealt with James Cameron. That guy's a fucking psycho. Well, her I first, love you, James. And this, I think, was her first film was Near Dark. It was like 1986, Who's in Near Dark? 87. Um, Lance Erickson and uh, Bill Pol- or Bill Paxton. Let's say Bill Paxton. Um, it was a lot of the James Cameron people. Yeah. Um, the gal that's in on the Terminator movies. You, and she was Vasquez and Alien. Do you care if I look it up? No, please look it up. Um, it it's just an amazing vampire movie that came out the same year as Lost Boys, so it got completely overlooked. So probably better. I never really liked Lost Boys, to be perfectly honest. I'll admit it, did not like it. Near Dark um, is never saw Near Dark though. I, I superior. I did film. look it up online. I have not seen this film. Yeah, it's great. You would love it. So, out of those three, if you had to pin one down, okay. So because I, I so mean, on point my break way, leaps out. So here's the fucked up part, and this is where I'm like. I know it's not fair for your podcast. On my way here walking, 
Okay. I realized like what my real, real Ooh. bad film is. Go on. It's Backdraft. Ooh, Backdraft is, is a great answer. Because it comes because it goes back to my first film that I ever saw, yeah. directed by Ron Howard. And know what? When I was little, my I have two older sisters, the middle one and I are very close. We used to have a we used to use we used to use the Kurt Russell line of you go, I go. And Brittany and I, I love you so much, sister. Uh, we would we would say that to one another when like shit was going on with the family. And we'd like we'd look at each other like, do we have each other's back? And Britt or I would say, you go, I go. I and love that. From backdraft. And and so I didn't put it together until I was walking over here and I was like, God damn it. Like backdraft is hand like those other films, they're shitty. Like speed, by the way. Is my Thanksgiving tradition. I watch it every Thanksgiving after yeah. the meal. Um, and I get everybody around me to watch it. Um, but Backdraft, dude, hands down, worst movie, dumb movie that I so love, bad. but so great. What a phenomenal cast. Oh, you got, you got Donald Sutherland as De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> De Niro. I forgot De Niro's in it. De Niro's oh, in that fucking and, movie. And I'm a massive Kurt Russell fan. I, I will, am a massive Kurt Russell fan. I will always fan. love that. I love I will always Kurt love Russell. him. Goldie Hawn, I love her as well. They're such a great couple. Kurt Russell is, yeah. Anyway. Overboard let's, is let's one of on. the all oh, I was going to say, Overboard yeah. was the first time I, I was introduced. So I was I was six years old, and I was my family is a huge movie family. I mean, we should really have the whole Angle family here. We'd all be laughing our asses off. They're hilarious. But we're all obsessed with movies. Overboard. First time. Hilarious. First time I was introduced to Kurt Russell. Um, oh, wow. I, I was six years old. Yeah, I probably like I'm a little older than you. So I'm, I'm thinking like Escape from New York was probably like my introduction to yeah. Kurt Russell. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not like, a bad. Intro. All the Carpenter movies. Not a Escape bad from New York. Big, uh, Dude, Big Trouble in Little China. Hey, like so those so you always know a really amazing director. James Cameron's one of them. Okay. Uh, so is John Carpenter. And the reason you know it is when you watch Terminator 2 or The Thing. Oh, my God. And the now thing. It, it is. 2022 now, right? Uh-huh. Right? Isn't that the year? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And and <laughs> and you watch the thing, it looks like it was made last year. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. That's how you know a, a like a visionary director like okay, Last of the Mohicans, you watch it. Nobody could ever make that movie now. Never you could never make that movie now. You know? But we you talk watch, about Michael Mann on this you podcast. Watch Last quite of the, a bit. You watch Last of the Mohicans and know what? You it could have been filmed yesterday. And it's weird. It's one of the most un-Michael Mann films okay. that he's ever made. Favorite. Well, that's why I like it. Favorite yeah. soundtrack ever. Hands fucking down. Just realize it now. Last of the Mohicans. It's Un- amazing. Unquestionable. Unquestionable. Hands down. Best. Again, Brittany, the same one who was like, you go, I go. She and I used to fucking play Last of the Mohicans to the soundtrack. <laughs> when we had CDs. Chris Angle. <laughs> Question the fourth. What movie character do you best identify with? Second easiest fucking answer, okay. Ripley. Really? Okay, go mm-hmm. on. Yeah, Ripley. Uh, so um, I've recently come out as queer. Yeah. Uh, pansexual. Uh, basically, I've had this my whole life. Zero labels, zero boundaries. You Basically, I'm into like anyone who has a good soul. Um, we like, it's your energy, right? Like, I, you know, uh, it, it's awesome. Okay. And you you don't have any labels. My whole life, people have been like, 
telling me like what I am, like you're gay or you're this. And I, even before I even had a, uh, a sexuality in mind. Right. Um, you know, and I've always, I've always been someone who's like, like this person's attractive, whether it was a man or a woman, you know? And, and now I'm like, obviously like no age limit. And so like, obviously like it's like 18 and up, but like, I am really into like older people as well. And one thing I always loved about aliens, uh, when I first saw alien, um, I remember connecting one uh, fucking Sigourney Weaver. Give me a break. Yeah. Uh, Sigourney, if you're out there, I do want you to know, like, like let's have lunch. I will take you out. We could, you know, I'll buy you a coffee. If you want a beer, like whatever drink you like, like I'm in, like, I just want to talk and hang out and see does our energy meld and if so like let's explore it um when i first saw alien as a young boy i remember it was the first time as that i remember not seeing her gender and being like i you and i we are we are the same and you know my whole life well when i was younger people always like sadly you know something had to get over people because I'm a nice, friendly, gregarious human, uh, people, even in my own family, uh, called me stupid. And it fucking sucked, right? Like, not what you want. And when I saw Sigourney in as Ripley, um, I remember being like, I know what you're going through right now, even if it's like an <laughs> alien on a ship. Like, no one believes you. And you're like, you're like, guys, you're trying to speak truth into people. And everyone's like, whatever, like, we're going to do this other thing. And then they all die. And you're like, that's what I was trying to fucking tell you. Right. And the whole time you're like, God damn it. Like, I like, why won't you just fucking like see me like and we can all like figure this out together. You know, unfortunately, life isn't that easy. And no, your whole world is full of Tom Scarrett's. And then exactly. (laughs) And then when I and I love Tom Scarrett, Uh, who doesn't picket fences? Yeah. My mom watched that show. Oh, a river runs through. Yeah. He's the dad. Dude, oh my god! <laughs> I love I mean, Tom that Scarrett. movie. Oh, Jesus Christ! Top Gun. Jesus Christ. So anyway, so then gonna, it, that's going to be some editing. So then right I there. watched Aliens, which was the third scariest film I've ever seen. Yes. as I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, and same fucking thing. She's like, she's like trying to tell everybody like what's up, and like nobody like wants to listen. And but she's so graceful. And I remember being like, like, remember I said earlier after like I ran somebody over, I was like, don't fuck with me. I love people, but I'm like Ripley. Like you put me in a fucking corner. I will take you out with a flamethrower. Right. Absolutely. So Ripley's Ripley's my. Yeah, I love that. That is a I'm, we've never had that answer. I think that is an amazing answer. Ripley is one of the all time greatest characters in movie history. Anybody wants to argue that can fucking come find me because. I will also like call me up, dude, when they do call you. Yeah. Call me up and I will be there with a crowbar. Yeah. Like let's 100%. fucking let's make it happen. Yeah. Ripley's one of the I mean groundbreaking Sigourney. characters. Sigourney, we love you. Yeah. God, so much. So much. Chris not in a creepy way. <laughs> Question the fifth. Are you a crier in life? Are you a crier I'm during a crier. films? I'm a crier. A, I am a crier too. It feels um, good. It feels fucking good when it you It feels cry. amazing. It feels good. It's like a high afterwards. Like you're like Oh, God, like we got all that energy out. It's like a big release. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I think crying is super important. Okay, so third easiest answer. The end of Armageddon. 
may I please have permission to shake the hand yeah. of the bravest man on earth? <laughs> Still to this day, <laughs> fucking gets me. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's cheesy, and I'm not afraid to admit it. The end of Armageddon. Still to this day, if we were to play it right now, if you were to like just put that clip on, it I would, would literally start crying. Yeah, yeah, and. Aerosmith's daughter, uh, Steven Tyler's daughter. The Aerosmith's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Tyler's daughter. What's yeah. her name? Liv Tyler. He yeah. walks up and he's like, may I have permission to shake the hand of the daughter of the bravest man on earth? And literally, I remember when I saw that, I was 13 years old and I was crying in the theater and my sisters looked at me and were like, what the fuck? And I remember looking at them and be like, it's beautiful. Still to this day, I'm 38 now. I'm 38 years old now. Is and it William Victor? Yes. Colonel, yeah. he Colonel has- Sharp. Will, Sharp. Willie Sharp was his fucking character. He was like Willie Sharp reporting to duty, right? Like and like, yeah. dude, dude. Still to this day, that man's eyes and the way they light them and they film them, like so. Like when you work on sets, yeah. So when you meet like these celebrities, right? When you meet these movie stars, like half the battle is their skin, and there's nothing else like it. Like, <laughs> legitimately, like I love that. Yeah, and so like, so I understand like when you film. What's what's the actor's name? Uh, Bill uh, Bill Victor William Victor William Victor. So like the reason like that it makes me cry is like half of it is like the visual like like the landscape of his face and he doesn't have pores and his he doesn't and his eyes and the way the light light reflects off of it is like this beautiful you know and then he has so many cheesy lines but also you got to give it to oh but he's amazing you got to give it to an actor though who can take a cheesy line like that. And make you fucking sob. And still to this day, 38 years old, when I watch that scene, I cry. Every I fucking, fucking love that. And he's He's got a scene or a couple of scenes in uh, the Doug Liman movie Go that he made after Swingers where he plays the cop. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so that, that used to be my... That used to he's be, hysterical. That was my freshman year film. Oh, no shit. That was my film in freshman yeah. year where she's selling the uh, the pills. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I love that motherfucker. Selling like baby aspirin as but, ecstasy. So, and, so yeah. I love character actors. I don't really care about like leading actors. I love character actors. Me too. I Which love is going to get us into our next question. I, it I does. Question the sixth. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> this is... So hard for so many people. Dude, I get it. So I who was like your? I gotta. I gotta I say. Now we're on this one. Who was your favorite actor, and what is their worst film? It's almost a mean spirited question, it but is, it's not. I actually, when I first read it, I was like, I was like, "Fuck you, Bobby." It, it's slightly mean spirited, but it's also like you're pointing out foibles of an actor or a, just an mm-hmm. artist that you really respect, and mm-hmm. be like, "But remember that time." Remember so, that one time. So, so, so to make a point of this, um, I got it down to three. Okay. okay, and each one has a different idea. Okay? Sure. So, one that's a fucked up question. It is. Um, you know, but I guess on it purpose. Is. It's judgment, I, and I understand. So, dead thespian Humphrey Bogart. Oh, worst film, Dark Passage. Dark which Passage. Is also, that was also on the list of terrible films that I love. Yeah. You know you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly yeah. what you're so talking it was, about. So it was one of the original first person yeah. scenes in a fucking film ever made. Yeah. When cameras were like the size of our body, dude, and they still somehow fucking pulled it off. Yeah. Uh, my mom, Sydney Engel, fucking love you. You showed me so many great films. Uh, but anyway, Dark Passage, loved it, got me hooked on Humphrey Bogart. I've seen all his films. Definitely his worst film though, I think, is Dark Passage. Okay, then, Imogen Poop Poots. Imogen Poots. 
I knew I was pronouncing her name wrong. That's I'm horrible. Okay. She's my favorite, dude. Uh, Love I've, her. I've been tracking her for years. Um, also, she's my hold pass. Hands fucking down. Oh. And I do believe, honestly, Look, you're looking me in the eye right now. You guys can't see it. But, like, I know if we met, I have a shot. You, can, you, you do can know make I a play. A, I do not have a shot. So, and it's not because she's pretty. She's gorgeous. She is... She only, she only does, she's like, she's like, what's his, uh, she's, what's his face that we were just talking about from Green Room, which she was in. She was in Green Room. She was in, so that's the worst haircut I've ever that's fucking seen in a movie. She, she does, she <laughs> does, she, does, she doesn't do roles to be a starring, she does no. roles to be a real fucking actress. And she also has the last line in that film. Yep. She's amazing. I, she's like, who gives a shit? I've they, loved Imogen Poots since, um, 28 or 28 um yeah, 28 weeks months later. later 28 weeks later me yeah 28 weeks, weeks yeah, later that was her that was her breakout that role. was her breakout yes, role yes which i'm uncomfortable about because she was probably like 16 when she made that movie yeah but we weren't like but i had that moment of we like we weren't uh, into her then no but it was like but i'm like that girl is going to be a fucking well, well it's like christian bale right his first film he ever did was empire of empire the, of the sun, sun which is like the Possibly one the of most, the best films ever made. The most like, underrated Spielberg film. Oh, I love it. By nobody, a mile. No, nobody knows it. The funny thing about that movie, the most amazing thing about that movie is that it's it's hard. Like it's little kid taken away to prison camps. He's removed from his parents. He's basically an orphan. He's in the middle of a war. The joy that Christian Bell feels when the the Mustangs start flying over. And he's just yelling at the airplanes, and he's and just, the guy's like, "Don't think too much." The doctor's like, "Don't think too much." Uh, he's like, "Come back, come back," and he walks up, and the sparks are flying, and Steven Spielberg hits like the perfect lens, and he uh, touches the plane, dude. I never okay. Second favorite soundtrack of all time is the opening song when he's in the boys' choir, and guys, pardon me, but it's like, oh, 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 oh yeah. It's amazing. Dude, to this day, I get so fucking teared and they end it with that song. When he, I still think he, it's Christian Bell's see, best he, performance. Oh, hands fucking down. Uh, so, you know, I have Christian Bale stories. Okay. Yeah. And so, we will talk about them. <laughs> let's move on. But sorry, we got sorry, sorry, guys. Okay, okay so. Female actors. So, current favorite male thespian, Lakeith Stanfield. His worst film was Snow, Snowden. Uh, also, um, what's her fate? How do you pronounce her name again? Imogen Poots. Uh, worst film was Vivarium, but I love it. Oh, dude, I know. I love but it. It's, I know, but that it's movie kinda, sucks. It's pretty. It bad. sucks, but it's I kind of love it. I know. And again, because what I love about her, she gives it her all. Even though she's like, I'm in like this movie's whack as fuck. Yeah. She's like, I'm gonna give it everything. And like she did and, the and same. That's what, and that's what I want. And I love her. That's literally what I want. Like again, not sexualizing Amohan. By the way, um, not doing that. You're an amazing actress. I do have a crush on you. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield, fucking love that man. So Amazing he, actor. A dude that I went to film school with made Short Term 12, and then he ended up working No kidding. Yeah, so he and I wow. were like, yeah. That's like, a fucking amazing movie. Oh, he's, he, was, he was the best one in film school. Like, we'd all be like, fuck, dude. Yeah, um, can't, can't hang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, that guy. It was a bummer. Yeah. I was definitely like That's the, right. the runner-up, but like far, far away from that man. 
Hey guys, before we move on to the seventh question, I have to interject real quick. This is the call to arms. You can reach out to the Whiskey Reel Judgment Day at 970-426-5344. You can leave me a text message. You can leave me a voicemail. Reach out on email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. We're on all the socials. Just look for Whiskey Reel. You will find us. We love five-star reviews. It does help people find the podcast. We're having a great time, a great time with my friend, Chris Angle. And I am super chatty, folks. You are, you know? It's okay. We're going to be fine. Um, how are you feeling? Need a potty I'm, break? No, I'm yeah. having the best oh, goddamn. Because I, I know what the next question is going to be, and I'm so excited to let y'all know exactly how I <laughs> There's feel a about re- this. It's not just because it's the sixth question I'm that I hot. do this. Are you feeling hot in here? Can we put on the air? Yeah, yeah it's getting a little warm. We're in a climate-controlled environment up here in Cloud City, but uh does get a little warm. My Question jeans, the seven. My seventh. jeans are a little too tight right now. Just saying, I don't write these questions. What film, Chris Angle, do you find to be the sexiest? So this was my, this was the question that I loved the most about it. Okay. Okay, y'all ready? Hackers from the oh. 90s. Sexiest film. It was the first film. It was when I fell in love with Angelina Jolie. Obviously. It was the first film I ever... Watched it and then I went into my room. Yeah. And I put on the Eagles and I <laughs> masturbated. And literally to this day when I watch it, I it's not just because that memory. Literally, that film is sexy as fuck. And and I have to say, like, I'm an you know, I'm a I was born in the eighties. I love nineties films. They just make one off films be like, we're gonna like do this absurd, stupid, ridiculous movie about about computers and none of us making this film, even the writer, know anything about computers. But we're gonna fucking make a sexy, sexy, yeah. sexy film. And we're gonna put Angela and Jolie in leather cat suits and we're gonna see what happens. And, and Johnny and, Miller. Oh, dude. Who's a fit as fuck. Like like that yeah, guy was yeah. yeah. As somebody who's like queer, like that movie, like at the end when they're floating in the pool and he's in that, yeah. he's wearing a he's wearing a dress and she's wearing a dude's outfit and they're making out. I was just like, I remember titillated, like legitimately, like still this day, like like I like I feel excited right now. That is about a fucking phenomenal. Answer. Also, also, Ooh. we want to talk about scores. Great ass score. score. Yeah. The audio, I'm an audiophile. The audio in that movie was amazing. Also, Angela Jolie with a boy haircut. With the boy haircuts. Oh my. The, and her lips. God. That's what it was. It was the pixie cut. Okay. And, and if you guys are in a young Angie, there's a film that nobody knows about where I will say best Angelina breasts, Firefox. Firefox. I know exactly what you're you talking know, about. You know, um, uh, it was nobody got to see it because my parents had Showtime. Oh. Um, I got to, yeah, Firefox. Fire, like it's like pull, the scene they're sitting around like uh, the fire. They're around a and fire, then, yes. and then she just she pulls busts up her shirt out, and there's and you're like, and there's oh, the drop. Hello, yeah, and then the yeah. main character, she's even cute, oh. but like Angelina Jolie. A lot of people will say, uh, what was the movie where she played the French? Uh, oh God, lady! She was the model. She played that model. There was that movie. Oh yeah, um, I can't recall what. Yeah. It, but it was like a made for HBO because it was not movie. good. Yeah. yeah. So, so I know some some lesbians, right? A lot of lesbians who who always bring up that film. That film. And then it, and it, and then I look at them and I'm like, 
I'm like, how gay are you? Because like, you don't even, and I don't even tell them about Firefox because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's for you to. Is it Firefox or Foxfire? Foxfire. It's Foxfire. Firefox is a uh, web browser. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Movie called oh, really? Firefox. I've not seen that one. Which the browser it, is actually named after. Hey folks, if you're googling this, it is Foxfire. Our host Bobby is great, dude. I have to say, because if you look at Firefox, out of all you're the get discussions that we've had movie. today. Literally, the fact that you knew where I was going with Angelina's the 100%. reveal. This now I know. Like you and I, we we are con- okay. We got to move. We got to move. We live right within my spectrum right now. Just so you know, this this is the area of the spectrum where I uh, excel. Dude, I was kind of worried. I was like, a lot of these are like oddballs. Had no idea that you were going to be there. By the way, guys, if you haven't seen Hackers, turn on. Also, like your kids are going. To love this film, like it is, it is kid friendly. I swear, but they're to God. gonna laugh their asses off at it. Yeah, because they're gonna be like, "Wow, the tech." No, but they're gonna love it. The opening scene is this <laughs> dude flying. Actually, the second scene is this dude flying into New York. He is because he was a hacker at ten years old. Zero cool. Zero cool. <laughs> um, he's flying into New York and and he's looking out the window and it was '90s style with like that like really deep saturated lighting and his mother goes Johnny you're gonna love this place it's a city that never sleeps and he looks out and what is that band their song comes on I don't recall you know what I'm talking about yeah and dude it's like a rave and the city turns into a circuit board and it's fucking amazing like dude show it to your children show it to your children they will love you for it and moving on Fisher Stevens is in it so yeah (laughs) <laughs> so many people are in it from the 90s. Oh, Chris Angle, this is amazing. Question the eighth. I love you, man. What movie do you find to be uncomfortably sexy? What movie gives you a weird boner? Okay. This is my lamest answer. Oh. It is. But it's true. You want to ask what gives me a boner? Um, <laughs> the weird boner. Avatar. I've never heard that answer before. It was the first time. That's that interesting. Well, so now I'm queer, right? I've come out as queer. Yeah. But before I didn't know like what I was just yet. And I saw that. And I remember like afterwards, one, like the 3D was, obviously like, we all know. It was a cool movie. The story was kind of lame, but like obviously like production wise, incredible. Um, but I remember leaving that film and being like, okay, so like you're down to like hook up with blue people yeah and that is okay yeah and i had a discussion with myself and was like i think that like helped open the doors where i was like i'm into a lot of weird shit and know what like sure. that, that is also okay and it wasn't like a pervy thing with that film um but i remember being like i would have no problem with like a seven foot blue alien that I connected or I get connected with, like <laughs> I'm I'm down. And yeah. every time I see it, it's kind of all I can think about is like I kind of want to have sex with your tribe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not yeah. in like a escape, but like I want to like I want to understand you guys, and I want to I want to go deeper <laughs> into that like sensual <laughs> place. And I'm being honest. Seriously. No, I know. And there, there's I think that's a inspired answer <laughs> I felt really lame I was like oh god it's Avatar like oh I was like trying to find another place I was like no like I want to have sex with the aliens like I'm d- like I do I kind of wanted to fuck one of those dragons and have it be my partner for life or whatever totally <laughs> yeah like I mean? my thing is like because don't they like that's why nerds are dope it's that's like why we interface we with their tail ner- people look at nerds and I look at other people like 
call people nerds. And I'm like, you guys, you guys are the ones that have limitations on have limitations on your life. Like we don't like, I'm like, I would have gone to that tribe, probably wouldn't have gotten with Sam Worthington's lady, right? Sure. I, I'll respect Sam. But like, you know, I'd like check out other people in the tribe and was that that was Zoe Saldana yes. that played the I got to meet her once. Oh, good for you. And also thanks for like giving like fifteen years of your life to James Cameron's story. Yeah, no. I, I hope the second one is decent. The water effects are cool, but like I'm very curious, like, will this it better have a fucking good story is all I can say. Can I ask you a question? Please. What was your first James Cameron film? Terminator. The original? Yeah. Yeah. The original Terminator. Yeah. Same. Which I still like better Actually, than no. Terminator 2. No, mine was Terminator 2. Question I the night. I love this podcast. Chris Angle, what film makes you laugh the most? And I don't don't want the greatest comedy of all time. I want the film that oh, just makes get, you laugh. You're not going to get that. Not what makes that. you laugh? Stanley Kubrick's. The Shining. Oh, that makes you laugh. Go on. <laughs> I mean, I love this. Yeah. So, um, again, going back to my Showtime days when I was like 12, I watched. My parents are the best. They were never around. They never hovered. They let me have my own life. And I watched The Shining by myself when I was 12 and legitimately like was not laughing when I first watched it. <laughs> But was also not scared, was intrigued. Okay. So, okay, a lot of people, there's that whole thing where like like Stephen, and I, I don't believe this to be true, but people like Stephen King was upset with Stanley Kubrick's production, right? Yeah. I would say if that is the case, Stephen, I would ask you to really look, have you read The Shining? I have. Yeah, right? Uh, one of the best books I've ever read. Yep. I'll be honest. Wonderful. Uh, it is a, so for me, right, it's a study of the nuclear family. Yeah. And their relationship. Okay. Is that not what Stanley Kubrick did on screen? Is that not what, so what I would say is like, yeah, did he like fuck, change shit around, and like do his own thing? Yeah. But like when you have like, you're the best writer, most successful writer, maybe in the world. And then you have like, arguably the, we can all, I think arguably we can all agree like he's if not the best, like one of the best filmmakers ever to, to exist on earth. He's a Mount Rushmore he took, kind of guy. He took your study and stayed true to the fucking like, like spine of it and then riffed on it, which is what all artists do. And like, so, yeah. so like I've watched, I, oh my God. And like, I'm not going to get into all the technical stuff, but every part of that film to me is like perfect and beautiful and the casting is like so amazing and like the audio and also the lighting is horrifying 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 like that lighting still like gives me shivers so where are the laughs so so i'm gonna get to it because i get it there are some laughs so yeah i used to watch that as a little boy and i remember my mom walking in one time literally in the part where like the here's johnny and she's like, Chris, what are you watching? And I'm just like, this is how much I love my mom and I love my family. They don't give a fuck. I'm like, The Shining. <laughs> she's like, oh. And she just leaves. Yeah. You know, and like there's this guy coming through the door with an axe, you know, and like she's screaming, you know. And she's like, oh, that's Shelly Duvall. And I'm like, yeah, like shut up. Like, yeah. like oh, my God, you know. Um, and so, so I kept watching it. And then I stopped in college because I was like making my own movies and, you know, and so then when I'm like 24, I find out The Shining, I'm living in Los Angeles, Shining, they're showing a, they're showing a special, a special viewing at the Egyptian theater 
on Hollywood Boulevard. Yep. And I get tickets for three of my friends. Amos, famous Amos, and Pete Beck, buddy. And and I'm like, yo, like I'm going to take you. Have you guys ever seen The Shining? And Pete Beck is a storyboarder. An incredible storyboarder. Very successful. Had never seen wow. it. Wow. Amos, never seen it. Oh, my God. So I'm like, so I like parked the car you know, in the parking lot. I'm like, all right, guys. And Amos was like, hey. He's like, and I used to do this thing, um, shroom shots. You guys all know what shroom shots are out there? Yeah. So you, you like crush up your shrooms into powder and like put a 50 cent piece on top of a shot, take it. So Amos <laughs> is like, hey, guys, I brought shroom shots. And I was like, you know what? That's actually kind of perfect. Yeah. And we laugh our balls off <laughs> in this theater, packed theater. And everyone's like, shut up. And, and then after, now when I watch it, I'm like, it's hysterical. Like, we could all make horror films out of our family, or we could all laugh. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, right. stand-up, horror, sci-fi, right? It is, now when you watch it, like, look at it as, like, I laugh at, like, fucked up shit. Like, I do. And I love it. Like, Shelly, when, okay, this is fucked up. Like, when I have girlfriends and they start crying, I actually kind of get turned on. And, 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 like, I still respect, like, their feelings. But I'm like, also, like, is there anything in this life really worth like crying about? Like definitely like death and sure. murder in a, in yeah. a, in Grief. the, in the outlook. Right. Like yeah. that's scary. But like also when I watch Shelly Duvall or, or like even the little boy, oh. and like, I, I laugh when, it, when I see stuff in film where they're like the, either the audio or even better when they do it better than the audio. Cause the audio is obvious, right? When they do the shot, and you're like, oh, someone's gonna get it. Yeah. Like I laugh. Like when I watch boxing matches, I'm there for like joy. Like I'm like, someone's gonna get knocked the fuck out. It's like, like that anxiety laugh that you no, get. No, it's like it's like real or laugh. Like it's, a, like, it's like it's like how crazy is this situation? And then like when you like look at your family uh, okay. and like when people get upset with you, obviously I'm a hard boyfriend to be with, right? Because when people get upset. Sometimes I like I start laughing. I'm like, none of this fucking matters. Like yeah. literally, like you're not getting murdered in the outlook. I don't know. I find literally, I knew it was a risky move, but I can look you in the eye and tell you that is the that is the one movie I can watch comedies. Then when I watch them again, I'm like, okay, like I already know the jokes. This movie makes me laugh every fucking time. I've been trying to send you to hell, but so far your answers are fucking amazing. Do I get sent to hell? Um, you could, but right now you're kind of ahead of the game. No spoilers. Question the 10th, Chris Angle. What film do you watch repeatedly, remote drop, whenever it's on, you just watch it? I watched the first 30 minutes of this film. Okay. Um, I, I'm sorry. I watched the first 30 minutes of this film monthly, if not bi-weekly. Okay. Yeah. Looper by oh, Ryan Johnson. Fuck. Let's talk about Best. Best opening of any film ever created. It's Hands never down. been brought up on this podcast. Hands down. Hands down. Best opening of yeah. any film ever made. It doesn't mean it's the best film in the world. It means it is, in my book, the best 24 minutes yeah. ever made. It's if you're a sci-fi fan, too. It's phenomenal. It's the best. There's nothing better. The whole movie's off the charts good. Oh, yeah. But, like, but like you, you want, like, the sweetness? You end it after, obviously, the montage. The yes. famous... Among film people, the famous yeah. montage. Um, but also talk about audio oh. and visual and then visual storytelling. 
even though there's a narrator, he doesn't have to be there. Nope. If he wasn't, if the narrator voiced, if you turn you'd off the narrator, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. You would still understand what the film's about. And also, like, yeah. also, we all, if, you know, all of you sci-fi fans, we all love time travel. Like, we can't get over it. We like to point out, like, what doesn't work and what doesn't. But, like, we all love time travel. We're never going to get over it. Let's accept it. And Ryan Johnson, basically, I felt like, honestly, I felt like a, I felt like a high school, what it must feel like a high school woman getting, like, fingered. Like, that's how it feels like the first fucking 30 minutes of the yeah. film. I, I think it's his best film. I li- well, Yeah. I but really I, do. I think it's Ryan Johnson's best film. Uh, and also... Can we give it to uh, Jeff Daniels for playing the crime boss? He plays it so well. Oh, my God. And, like, the casting, uh, Paul Dano, Looper, hands down. I probably watched the first 30 minutes twice a month. I fucking love that answer. I love that movie so much. Dude. I try to get people to watch it. People and don't I, watch it. I guess it's, like, a, it's a hard end. For are a we, lot of people. Are we crazy? But like, are we crazy? Because a lot of people are like, uh, it was okay, and I'm like, what? And I'm like, it was no. like, it, and I want to be nice about movies. Like, even though I'm like nerdy, I want to like hear people's stuff out, even if they like say things like I don't agree with. I'm like, let's talk about it. Can Fair enough. Talk it? Question the eleventh, Chris Angle. What film? This is a hard one. What, no. what film means the this most to you? This was the easiest question you had on the thing. You think so? You've associated something in your life to a film. What is that film? Terminator 2. <laughs> I had no idea what this podcast was until I got I here. Know. I Ter- know. It was ter- it's Terminator 2. I love that. You know what? When people ask me, I get it. I've worked at so many studios. I worked with all these people. People always go like, Chris, it always comes up. What's your favorite film? And you know, that's an, for most people, that's an impossible question to ask somebody. Yeah. I've known it since the fucking day I saw it. That's amazing. I, I was eight years old. Yeah. I pressured my sister's, my oldest sister's boyfriend. We were at Hollywood Video. Oh, fucking A. That's how old this is. Yeah. And and he, I was like, I want to get Terminator 2. He's like, he's like, no. I was like, you can't get that. And I pulled the gnarly, like a gnarly move. I was like, cool. I was like, so here's the deal. Um, Jen, my oldest sister, who he was dating. There so you go. he was a lot older. I remember the family was like very uncomfortable with it. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, we're at Hollywood Video. Um, and I just look at him in the eye and say, well, here's the deal. I'm not going to leave here. And Brittany was with me, the middle child. She looked at me. I just pulled him. I was like, I'm not going to leave here. He was like, he was like, no, I was like, no, no, no. Like, you don't understand. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. And Brittany looked at him. I was like, he means business. Yeah. And it was like a 20 minute ordeal. <laughs> he got me Terminator 2 on video. I'd never seen any James Cameron film ever. Yeah. I was a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, right? Sure. Who, who wasn't in the nineties. Right. Uh, I was eight years old and he fucking got it for me and we and Brittany I I forget what she rented uh normally I would remember that because I'm like obsessed with films we go back and Britt looks at me and was like and we like and Sean was his name and Jen was like out I forget like she's the oldest sister was dating him my parents were gone um so Jen was watching us and like Sean her like way older boyfriend so anyway we Britt looks at me and I was like, fuck yeah. And we put them, I remember putting the cassette, you know, the VHS in and we just sat and it blew my fucking mind. Uh, Absolutely. And to this day, like, I love it when I get to show people Terminator 2 
as I said, folks, about time travel, we've been really like, it's been awesome, like seeing how this is going to build up to Terminator 2. When I answered that question on this, I was like, wow, like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, and then when I got here and you're like, it's Judgment Day, I was like, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Literally, Terminator 2 to this day, no problem telling people, my favorite film ever made. Um, the second runner up is Last of the Mohicans, just so you guys know. Dude, I mean, like, I can get emotional about Terminator 2. And also, the thumbs up. The thumb. Ugh, that's a movie that makes me cry. Yeah. I, I'm almost about to cry. Anyway, that's it. It's a great answer. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love that answer. Thank you, man. I have opinions on Terminator oh, 2. Oh, I'd love to hear them. But uh, we, we don't have time for all that. Um, I have. There, it's, been, it's been on this podcast before. Okay. I, I love the movie. To be clear, oh, I know you can say you can, but I'm one of those people you, you that can kind throw of in the dirt. Like, dude. I, I fall in line with the original Terminator more, sure, because I do like the structure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Terminator Two blew my fucking brains out when I saw. I saw it in the theater mm-hmm. as a kid. You know what I mean? I was like but, I said, I'm a little older, so so, um, so I mean, I get like sexually turned on by like people's souls and like stories, right? Like, I get like the the difference between the two. Um, but like Terminator 2, like, dude, it's like, who else can create a family with a robot sent from the future to the past to basically act as this boy's father a figure surrogate. with with his mother who's been broken? Talk about like a broken home. And they fucking figure it out. And like while you have the like the most mean like terminator ever attacking you yeah. and then like you also have like uh the threat of uh nuclear uh war like 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 and yet like when we watch it we're like yeah that makes sense you know like like you have to be such a good storyteller to do that to do that and yeah. on and then the visuals man the lighting yeah. is so good well, cameron's a master all good answers so far yeah i award you 10 Wait more until points you hear this next one you're gonna blow your mind Chris Angle, should you be deemed worthy to ascend, you're allowed to bring one movie with you because you get to host a movie night in heaven. What would be the film that you would show the rest of the chosen people? Bobby, are you looking me in the eye? I'm right here. Breaking away. Holy shit. Breaking away. Do do you feel the chills right now? Dennis Quaid? Do you feel the chills right now? Wow. Do you feel the energy in the room? Yeah. I, I, I need to hear more. Why was that the movie you're taking? Have you, I love that movie. Who? So I grew up with that who, movie. Me too. Who? Who? There's. Wow. I've I've never. So all the movies we talked about, everything, right? There is one film that when you show it to somebody, they're not like, eh. It's breaking away. When they love it afterwards, they look at you and they're like, they're like kind of crying, and they're like, holy shit, and they're like, that was like, they'll either be like, that was the cutest film, or. The, or they'll just say, I feel really good right now. And Breaking Away is a film that I was shown. So also won Best Screenplay in uh-huh. 1980. Uh, was it Tom Tirich? It, it came out in 79. So yeah, it would have been. Was it Steven Tirich or something? Yeah. Tisich? Tisich? Tessic. Tessic. I'm so bad with I think it's so bad. You're right. You got it right. It might be Tessic. I don't know. So, dude, I saw that. I would think, if I were to guess, the first time I screened it, right? Again, Paul, Sydney, Jen, Brittany, my family, I love you guys. Um, I They showed that to me, and I remember 
uh, it is a film that has no action. It is a film that has no punchlines. It is the funniest, most tragic, and yet uplifting film you will see. And for those of you who are like better than cheesiness, which I get, I don't like cheesy stuff, but I get it. This will fucking have you cheering. And another one, show show it. It's a family film. And it is, yeah. and it is a film that I come back to uh, time and time again. And when you, again, this is like, I like, I love you, man, so much for sending me this list of questions. Because like it brought me back to like the thing that like makes up a big part of my life, right? I've made a career out of yeah. it. And it's a language that we have. And, you know, being the new guy in town, I haven't really been able to share this with anybody. I don't really have like a movie buff friend to hang out with. And when I saw that at the end, it was a no brainer. It was breaking, breaking away. I love that. And it is, it is the most, I love simplicity in life. I love it. And everything I do, I always try to be like, what is the most simple way to do this? Because that's probably the correct way. And I have to say it is the most simple film. And you will laugh and you will cry and you will hug your family afterwards. Yeah. It is a goddamn masterpiece and it is, it hits every part about being a human um, man or woman and like what it is to grow up and be let down and then overcome. And then also like the fears you have. It's a, it's a, it's a film about overcoming fear. Actually. I just realized right now. Yeah, it, it is. It falls into different categories it is, I mean, Dennis Quaid's it, best film, hands down. I think. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Jackie Earl Haley <sighs> and Daniel Stern are also yeah. um, his buddies. Yeah. The the dude and also the dude who played uh, the morphing face guy. And yeah, that's Jackie Earl yeah, Haley. Yeah, yeah, yeah from so, Watchmen. Yeah. So um, like he he kept a career. He kept he because and of he's, amazing in, he's amazing in that fucking film. Oh my gosh! And like it is. It is, there's, it's, okay, this is all I have to say. Okay. It is what I think is the most charming film. I'm like almost going to cry. It's like the most charming film I've ever seen in my life. Hands yeah. down. Breaking yeah. away. No, it's, it's, if you want to categorize it, um, I think the AFI categorized it as a sports film and it's one of the top 10 sports films of all time. Also, it's crazy they put it as a sport film. which it's not, I mean, it's tangentially about guys, cyclists, you it's know not what it, it's about though, but it's not what it's about. Yeah. No, it's just about people. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yes. about friendship and it's and about it, people. Isn't that what all about, of our stories are like? Yeah. About, anyway. And a brotherhood outside of like your brothers. Yes. And uh, yeah. No. Breaking Away is a fucking great answer, man. The people in heaven are going to love you. I think you're honestly like a very talented man. The way that you put those questions together took me through a very special experience inside of myself. And Thank and you. like brought me to things that I've not thought about. And most of those answers, I know, kept being like, this was the easiest. It was automatic. And I was like, oh, my God. And it made me think. It really made me think. And and also like value the time and commitment in my life that I have put into storytelling yeah. and, and what I love about it. And really like and so it was like the most beautiful thing at the very end. It was like, what film would you show anybody? And it was immediate. I was like breaking away. And like, I'm like going to cry right now. Like, like it was, I was like, you, 
took me through a whole journey, my man. And yeah. thank you guys for listening. If you're listening still, like, thank you. Wow. Like, I fucking thank you, Chris. Before Jesus. we move on, I have to tell you that you have been found worthy. You, <laughs> thank you. You thank do you. ascend. <laughs> um, just to piggyback real quick before we close out. I the reason I put this together is one. There's other podcasts that maybe do this better than me that do a similar thing, and I I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I I have drawn inspiration from other people, a hundred percent. But the reason I love film is because it's a thread that runs through our lives, and we can tie that thread together. You know what I mean? Like like whether you like Nightmare on Elm Street or you like fucking Steel Magnolias. There's a story a film. behind all of that. Yes. There's a story that ties it comes down to people. all of that together. It's about people. This is my way of getting to know new people. And I love getting to know you. I've I've been intrigued by you since the moment I met you. I like this might be a kindred spirit. So that's why I brought you on I this podcast. So. And I'm really super happy. Before we go, Chris, is there anything you want to throw out i don't know if you're you're you said you're not on social media i don't know if you market yourself at all no but no, i just no want to give you that opportunity no social media for me uh if you're listening um please do watch breaking way and oh. and if it's okay if you haven't seen terminator 2 but like or, or <laughs> if you're if your kids are like over 10 and they have not seen it like show it to them surprise them yeah they're gonna love it and honestly i would Show my family breaking away before I show them Terminator of course, too. Yes, that's, the that's best, a great. It's the best film. Pull. That's a great Dude, pull. You know what? I like. I feel like there's a bromance here because when I said that, you were like, oh, "What?" I was like, "You know it." Yes, it's the best movie. It's like I, the most. You want to watch a feel good film? Watch Breaking Away. I never it's, thought. And also, was, you will laugh so hard. Oh yeah, while you watch it. It's also everything. It's one of those quintessential American yes, movies. Yes, and like. It is, oh, God, it's so good. It is really good. Chris Angle. Thanks to you, man. Thank you again. I appreciate you so much. By the way, I'm going to bring you back at some point because God's going to kick you out of heaven. I'm just, spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. you're going to come back for some salvation. I have a whole set of 12 new questions for you. I love that. We're going to do it again, 100%. Thanks for having me. But in the meantime, have a nice death. (laughs) 